at that point, I was just so thankful that I retired on my own terms and I wasn't burnt out um, because a lot of times you'll find a lot of athletes that they when they quit because they're so tired and they just want to throw in the towel or ayokona. But for me, after the Olympics, I was still very passionate about swimming. I had found the passion and the joy that brought me in the sport in the beginning. And I'm just so thankful that uh, it's something that stayed with me and, and it remains with me. Uh, swimming continu continues to be my, my uh, source of uh, recreation, fitness, and my, where I get my, my peace. Mabuhay everybody! What does it take to be part of the Olympics? What odds do Filipino athletes need to overcome? How can you become a sports hero? The OSLP podcast introduces a different Filipino Olympian each episode who will share their thoughts and experiences on their journey on sports and on life. Please follow our podcast and you can learn more about us on philippineolympians.org. Today we'll be featuring... Akiko Thompson Guevara, who competed in the 1988, 1992, and 1996 Summer Olympics and is the most accomplished Filipina swimmer in the Southeast Asian Games. Good afternoon, guys and ladies, and thank you so much for your time. Um, it's, yeah, great to be spending my afternoon with you. Um, before I get started, I just wanted to um, have you guys just pause for a short moment and just think about what what comes to mind when you think of an Olympian. Uh, what 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 are their stories? Maybe that you, you know you may assume rightly so or not. It's just good to think about. I am the youngest of three. I have an ate and a kuya, and I'm in the middle there. And we're all very close in age, and we just had a lot of fun growing up. Um, My favorite pastime growing up, I, uh, I was a tomboy and I loved to climb trees. I, I'm a good tree, tree, I was at least a very good tree climber. And my best friend was that gibbon in the tree with me. I see Charlie Brown. So that's my best, yeah, I grew up with Charlie. Um, so I began swimming when I was my five, six years old for the pure fun of it. I, you know, I mentioned that I was the youngest of three, but we are very hyper kids. And so um, what my parents did, my father, he just put us in everything and anything uh, just to keep us busy and occupied and exert all our, effort, our excess energies and swimming for those of you who are parents are there out there, swimming is a great sport. It's exhausting. The kids come home, they're hungry, and all they want to do is sleep. So that's how we. So I started um, swimming at the Army Navy Club, and uh, we lived in Manila then, and it was close by, and it was fun. I really, you know, we I I'm very competitive by nature, and so I just like to keep up with my siblings. I mentioned that we did a lot of different activities. Marielle, I was with a Manila girls choir. I, uh, you know, was the Girl Scouts. I did ballet, but I was not, uh, I was not framed. I don't have the frame for a ballerina, so that didn't work out. I, did, I didn't last long, uh, but I, I took to the water. I took to the water um, 
and it was fun. It was really lots of fun. And I so we started joining all these age group competitions and I wasn't winning, but I, it, you know, I, it didn't matter. Okay lang. I, I just, I, I enjoyed racing and I enjoyed being with my brother and, and sister. And I remember when I was 11, 12 years old, I was invited to join the national team. Um, I was scared. I was very scared. And I, I remember, you know, I was crying with my coach, not wanting to leave uh, my comfort zone. I'm not wanting to leave my brother and my sister. Pero at the same time, I knew that this was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And, you know, I would be crazy not to to go. And so I joined the national team and um, we started training at the University of Life uh, in Ultra, what was uh, Ultra, now Phil Sports. The following year, when I was 12 years old, I went to my first uh, international competition, the Southeast Asian Games, uh, Southeast Asian Age Group, Age Group competition. And at that point, I had just gotten my citizenship. So, uh, some, most of you know, some of you may not know, my mother is Japanese, my father is American, but I grew up, we moved here when I was six months old, and I was naturalized uh, by a presidential degree for sporting reasons. And so when I went to this international competition, they were saying, is she Filipino bayan? And you know it was a big it was a big issue then, and so they the organizers decided that I could swim, but as demonstration only, so I couldn't win any medals. At these uh, Southeast Asian Games, I was very blessed. I I won my first gold medal in the hundred meter backstroke. I was very young, you know the beauty of starting so young. I um, this was the only life I knew. This regimented life was the only life I knew. And so uh, making the sacrifice, yes, it was hard, but parang, you know, it was just a little bit more of an, a shift from what I was kind of doing. It was always a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, and I, you know, I didn't think I was going to, I wasn't really, I didn't think, I, I didn't know that I could do to win a medal, but you know, my coach was like, Kiko, no, you go out there, you know, I want you to swim so and so and so, you come back and swim so and so and so. And you know, I just followed, followed the orders. I knew I could do it. And yeah, you know, I, 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 it was, wow. So that gold medal was my ticket to my very first Olympics in 1988. I was 13 years old, going 14 years old, and I went to Seoul. So after the Olympics, uh, Coach Pinky decided that I had to move on uh, because I was already a big fish here and he knew that I needed to go and compete and train elsewhere just to get the kind of competition that I needed. So um, through the Olympic solidarity, the Philippine Olympic Committee sent me and Eric to the U.S. to train. So, uh, specifically to the University of Southern Cal um, to train. Well, it was supposed to be just for the summer, um, but the program was just going so well that they extended it. 
In between our training there, we had the 1991 Southeast Asian Games in the Philippines, which was probably the, my most memorable competition, uh, only because it was held here. And, you know, we had, it was just amazing. The support, the people that came to watch. Swimming is not usually a sport that people watch, but the whole Rizal Stadium was jam-packed. In college, I, um, you know, I was, I was starting to get very burnt out. I, it was, it took its toll on me, and I was at this point when I, re, when I seriously thought about retiring because pagod na pagod na ako, and I, I kind of wanted to just move on. Uh, but fortunately, uh, my coaches and my parents talked to me, and I, uh, we made some adjustments in my training regimen. I started boxing. I started doing other other uh, things in the pool, and uh, and uh, yeah, and rediscovered the joy and fun in in the in swimming again. I had lost it somehow along the way, but was able to rediscover it. And I'm so thankful that I didn't quit when I wanted to quit because as a result, I, um, I finished off my fourth year at Cal. I was co-captain that my senior year and uh, I capped off my swimming career at my final Olympics in 1996 in Atlanta. And uh, really, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I at that point, I was just so thankful that I retired on my own terms and I wasn't burnt out um, because a lot of times you'll find a lot of athletes that they when they quit because they're so tired and they just want to throw in the towel or ayokona. But for me, after the Olympics, I was still very passionate about swimming. I had found the passion and the joy that brought me in the sport in the beginning. And I'm just so thankful that uh, it's something that stayed with me and and, and remains with me. Uh, swimming continu continues to be my my uh, source of uh, recreation, fitness, and my where I get my my peace, my family. Uh, really, just so supportive. My dad. Uh, before until I knew how to drive, it was. He was the one waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning to, dr to drive me to Ultra to train. And, and, you know, I mean, I just, I'm thankful that I didn't have tiger parents. Uh, I think they were just as surprised at how far I was able to go in sport. I never felt the pressure from them. Uh, they were just always, you know, they, I, I'm so thankful that they, they knew, they respected the role of the coach. And so they always had very good relationship with the coach and good communication, but they never overstepped. And, and they always let the coach be the coach and you know, just however way they could support, they supported. And, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, my coaches, really, uh, Pinky, each coach, very different style. You know, if there's one thing the, uh, I'm just so thankful for these coaches because they were just, you know, they, I, I, they really cared about well-rounded. They cared about, uh, it wasn't just about me being good in the, uh, you know, uh, getting the work done in the pool. You know, my grades mattered to them too. And, and they really, I really felt a real um, just care and concern for me, the, my total well-being. And, and I'm just so thankful that um, I had them as my coaches. Ali had wanted us to pick an Olympic value that resonated 
helps the most with us. And for just so you know, these are the, the Olympic values, friendship, respect, excellence, and solidarity. And uh, when I think about it, oops, uh, for me, what really uh, resonates the most for me is respect uh, because when I, you know when you say respect it's you respect the rules of the game you respect the call of the referee you respect your fellow athletes you you know you that that uh, yeah respect and for me I guess why it really means so much to me is because I really believe how you play sports is how you will play life that's a value that I I carry with me. Um, but also excellence. Um, and I think um, why, why excellence is something that I value also is because um, that's a lesson I had to learn a hard, uh, the hard way in my journey, um, I, recognizing that I wasn't going to be able to, to satisfy everyone's expectations of me. And I'll just very quickly, you know, in the, South, in the 1991 Southeast Asian Games, I won two gold medals and two silvers. And we were the national team. We were staying at the, what was now called the Sophie Hotel, but it wasn't called the Sophie Hotel then. And I remember after my silver medal win, swim, uh, you know, I got to the hotel and the, the doorman, I know he met well, but you know, he opened the door and he said to me, mom, bakit ka nag second? And I said, huh? I felt really, you know, it, you know, as an athlete, I was like, oh my gosh, I let this person down. And I remember just going to my room and just crying because at that SEA Games, the Philippines won, lost the overall title by one gold medal. So in my mind here, I'm going, shucks, if I had only gotten those two gold, two more, because they're, you know, they were in the 50 meter freestyle in the hundred. So it's all maganon lang, inch, inch lang, hundreds of a second. So I really felt, but, you know, it was a very good lesson for me because I realized, you know, I can only do my best. And, and that, in the end, really, that's all that we can ask of our athletes is that they, when they're, you know, they do the best they possibly can. And, and um, yeah, and so that's why excellence also is something that, that, uh, that I, I, I value and, and, and recognizing that, uh, yeah, we're not gonna be able to please everyone along the way. So um, on that note, um, yeah, thank you. So I just wanna say thank you. Thank you for your time and for your, just for this afternoon, it, it's been lots of fun. Um, yeah, and I look forward to different interactions later on down. Uh, we're all in the business of sports and it's a small world and I know what we're doing here really is just trying to to raise the level and and the connectivity with with everyone that's that's involved in sports so yeah thank you very much thank you nolly that's it for this week's episode of the oslp podcast don't forget to join us next week to listen to another filipino olympian this is brought to you by the philippine olympian association and adrenaline solutions please check out our websites at philippineolympians.org and adrenaline.solutions. Thank you for listening.